following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First down, hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. What's up? Welcome into Talking Cowboys inside the SWBC Mortgage Studio. Happy Thursday to you. Rob Phillips hosting again for Bill Jones. More TV duty calls for Mr. Bill. That's where he pays the bills. That's what pays the bills. We're trying to pay the bills here with Brian Broaddus as usual. Welcome, sir. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Mickey Spagnuolo will be joining us momentarily, finishing up his radio hit. Kent Garrison next door inside the Garrison producing as usual. And uh, Cowboys back to practice again on a Thursday, getting set for those Philadelphia Eagles. Interesting practice yesterday with it was a lot like what we'd seen at Oxnard with the jerseys and shorts and yep. no helmets. You know, that's uh, with you when you got the Monday night game and, you know, Jason Garrett very conscious of his his team, uh, you know, coming off that Monday night game. They had a lot of rest, but, you know, like we were talking about earlier, they've got a lot of games coming up too. So he has to be very mindful of how he plays this thing. A good teaching session for him tomorrow, uh, yesterday, if you think about a lot of the the guys that they've had to kind of move around to trying to, to, to uh, help them with some of the injuries that they've had. So, you know, guys got an opportunity to kind of catch the breath a little bit and then uh, learn what they need to do to get ready for the game plan for uh, Philadelphia. It was essentially a walkthrough style practice. Yeah. Uh, I mean, light, definitely a slower pace than usual. They weren't in pads as they normally have been on Wednesdays. On right. Wednesdays, right? Do you think they go in pads today? No, I, I was uh, at the at the uh, walking past after eating breakfast this morning. I saw the schedule up on the board, and it was shells indoors. So, uh, kind of what we normally see on a, a Thursday uh, for them. Uh, they, like I say, you, you know, you're right. They traditionally go with the pads on Wednesday, and you know, uh, this will be uh, they're getting back into normal routine today. Okay. Mickey, welcome. How are you guys doing today? Doing well, thanks. We're doing well. We're just re- recapping a light practice coming off the Monday night game for Dallas. Maybe saving, uh, you know, you only get 13 of those padded practice. That's right. You have 16 games, so maybe you decided to push a couple padded practice down the way. Well, we were talking about it, though, too. I don't know when you were adjusting your mic and stuff, though. They've got a lot of games coming up. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know how many padded practices he's going to be able to get to. A fair point. You four, know, with, four games in he's got Thursday days. games, and you know, maybe he could get back to a padded practice. Well, probably next week. I, I shouldn't scoff at Mickey's idea. Well, they're not going to have one, you know, the week the week of Thanksgiving. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So you, you pick up another one there. Yeah. Uh, and then maybe when you get to Thursday to Thursday, you can have one because then you got nine days off before you play the next game after the New Orleans game. Any, yeah. Any concern, though, uh, if you're trying to evaluate a guard or have we already been able to evaluate a guard through practices that these guards have not been? You know, one of the guys, Suofilo, who's been part of the team, has not been active for any of the games. Mm-hmm. Can you get something out of, or do you think they already kind of know what they want to talk about a competition? Yeah, I mean, publicly, it seemed like Jason Garrett narrowed it down to, he mentioned Suofilo and Adam Redman, who is also yeah. your primary backup center. Those are the two right. guys they mentioned. It doesn't seem like they're inclined to change out two spots to fix one. Yeah, that's what Mickey was talking about yesterday, and, and I believe he's absolutely right about that. And how many weeks into the season? This is the 10th week. 
Yeah, I, I put and week they, 11 for some reason in my head, but it's week is 10. It 10? I guess, yeah, I guess it's week 10. Yeah, because yeah. 4, 4, yeah. by Ninth game, subtract So anyway, all along, the, the thought in their mind was Redmond was the backup center guard. Hmm. So in two days, are you going to change that? What your thinking was? I mean, they've been going as this idea that Redmond was the backup guard, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, he he was when I was asking some folks about him. He was the one guy that was practicing last week when the Wednesday practice when Zach Martin couldn't go initially, and then Zach Martin was able to rally for Thursday and Friday. But uh, yeah, it, it was Redmond that was first. So you know, I think they're probably. If my guess is if they had, you know, five to eight plays, maybe eight plays, that Redmond would have gotten five of them and Suofilo three. Now maybe that'll flip today. We've seen it before in training camp, you know, where they've they've put a guy in and said, Okay, let's take a look at this guy and then the next day give the backup the majority of the reps. So we'll see. Maybe maybe Suofilo will be the guy that gets a little bit more work today. That probably will be telling. Because yeah. otherwise, I don't think you're going to say, "Oh, Friday, I'm going to change my mind." Yeah, and, yeah, and for sure. Suofilo is going to be out there. Yeah. So, and we're talking about the left guard position because Connor Williams, indeed, knee scope, got a timetable on that. Maybe a couple yeah. weeks. Yeah, longer. It, it, it looked like all it went, in, you know, well. I guess is can be. Was it a loose body? You. Yeah, it was a loose piece of cartilage. It was basically the same thing. Uh, they did for Randy Gregory. Yeah, he practiced and yesterday Gregory, too. Gregory, yeah. yeah, was in there, so he did stuff. So what did he, he miss two weeks? He did it during the bye, right? Uh, and then he missed the next game, a couple weeks. So he missed two weeks. So he's kind of on the same the same schedule. And uh, from what I'm told, uh, and he knowing Connor and how hard he works, then that you give yourself a better chance to get back sooner rather than later. Um, I think other than some other guys. Uh, quickly looking at that. <laughs> you going to let that one go? Well, no. You know what? I, I didn't see I didn't, if you're going to pick up on it. Yeah, I, 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 I was going to ask you that. I mean, I, my mind was focused on going somewhere you, else. I missed the implication there. Yeah, was, you know, and Gregory got back out there, yeah. right? And, uh, you know, oh, I got and you. And still, yeah, yeah, okay. I, they're I, I still a little cloudy on when David Irving will, okay. will be back. Yeah. I don't know if he's <laughs> okay. still, I don't know if he's still riding his scooter or what. I'm going to be sitting at the lake one day. I, t- I think I told you guys this. I'll be sitting at the lake one day looking at the crawfish pot mm-hmm. and I'm going to go, someone's going to ask me, Broadus, who's the, the best player you've ever seen that didn't do anything? David Irving is going to be my guy. David Irving is going to be the guy that I'm going to go, you know what? Super, super, super talented guy, but he just, he never did anything that, you know, never did it with any consistency. The Marcus Dupree 30 for 30. It could it's very well be as strong as that, but no, uh, no. yeah, yeah but I his, mean, it, his was a little different than, than David Irving's. Yeah. Some of these things have been out of his control. We've talked about that. Yeah. I mean, look, he does have a high ankle sprain. That's going to sideline you at least for a couple weeks, I you would, would think, think. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, he had the concussion last year. There are things he's been able to control. Uh, suspension yeah. that he had the last two seasons. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I mean, when he's been healthy and engaged, to me, he's as talented as any player no they question. have on the team. That's, that's why they put up with all yeah, this. Yeah, that's why, exactly. I'll be sitting at the crawfish pot, stirring it and talking about it. <laughs> at Echo? Yeah. Yeah. I'll be fishing. Echo? I'll be getting ready to go. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be on a fishing boat. Somebody will ask me that question. So they had eight guys that did not practice yesterday. Go through those, if you would, that's for me, Mickey, please. That's where I was going. Yeah, who yeah. you got? Who you got? So Tavon Austin, I think he's still... Yep. He's still out. Yep. Taco Charlton with the shoulder. Ooh. Uh, that one, a uh, little disconcerting since, uh, you know, if, if, 
if they can get Gregory back, it it, it helps out Tyrone Crawford because otherwise he's playing almost every down at uh, that right defensive end spot. Uh, David Irving, um, we mentioned, and I, I, I don't think he's back. Nope. Anytime, I don't know, maybe Thanksgiving somewhere in there. Sean hmm. Lee, I would think after Thanksgiving, yeah. uh, the way it sounds. So, Especially with this so short you got four, timetable here. Four, one, two, three. Got yeah. all these games in a row. Yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah, so maybe New Orleans, maybe after New Orleans, and you got nine more days before you play again. Be nice to have him back for that Saints game. Jeff Swain didn't practice, <clears throat> but uh, with the part we saw, he was moving around with a brace on his knee. Uh, he was. He was in, listening. Is not practicing. He was listening to DNP. Did I read it right? Yeah, because limited was Martin, so Swain did not practice. But okay. he looked like he was moving okay. Well, he was on the field in the media portion, but they weren't doing anything at that point. Well, they were so. running those plays though, the the skeleton plays against yeah. air, and he was out there, and he he looked like you know he was running patterns. Joe mm-hmm. Thomas is still out. Deontay Thompson has ribs. Um, you know, he only played like. Three plays last week. Caught a ball but he down the Yeah. Two passes. I yeah, think. he got hit in the back. That might be where they and, got and him. Maybe that's what happened. They have a kickoff return as well. Didn't it's a rare one that they had? Didn't he have yeah. one he brought back out to about the twenty three yard yeah. line that maybe yeah. he got whacked then? Yeah. And then the other guy was Connor Williams, which we knew about. Yeah. Randy Gregory was listed as limited. Zach Martin limited, but I, I you know, you'd have to cut Zach's foot off before mm. uh, yeah. he had. And then Philadelphia getting a little bit healthier. They're getting Darren Sproles back this week. Yeah. Although uh, there was a report from Adam Schefter this morning that he tweaked his hamstring in practice yesterday Already? and may not be available for the game now. Huh. So And he's only played four. I, this, I didn't realize. Did I didn't it open day? This. Yeah. He's only played four games in two, two years. Yeah. Uh, but they were all happy that he was going to be back. So maybe that – because they're wide – I mean, their running back core is, you know, Wendell Smallwood, Corey Clement, and Josh Adams. Those guys have totaled for 531 yards. Yeah. Rushing. I think Zeke's at 680. Yeah. The one guy that I would worry about is in, – and in, in, they use all three of them, Mickey, and they, they can't really get any traction with the, the guys. The guy I really like is – the guy they signed off the, the street after the draft is Josh Adams. I wrote about him in my Under the Radar players. He's a lot better. I mean, if he didn't have the knee history that he had at Notre Dame, he would have been drafted. But he's, he's playing okay for them. You know, I, I think that you know, when you watch him, he's a big, tall guy. You know, he's one of those guys, too, when you watched it at Notre Dame. He was able to, like, he had a lot of long runs. I mean, like 30-yard-plus runs. You know, give him the ball inside, boom, he hits it second level, he's gone. And you're thinking, man, he looks big, slow. Knee brace, all, and then he, but he's running away from people. So I think they're pretty happy about getting a college free agent there off the streets. You know, a kid, you know, I don't know his, where he's from originally, but went to school at Notre Dame. Looks like a nice player. Looked like a nice player on tape. Smallwood's a guy that started the uh, – he started the Jacksonville game when they were playing in London. That's the last time they played. So – and then Clement they, Clement, they bring in as kind of a, a – a, 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 Kind of a, I want to call it a change of pace guy, but he he you know he'll get some carries. This is an offense that plays college offense basically plays sideways when they their handoffs. A lot of their stuff is sideways. Occasionally they'll run like a toss sweep and things like that, but they're really more of an inside handoff read and then and then make that uh, make that uh, adjustment as they're going up the field. Adams averaging five point four carries, yeah. so he's yep. had some some longer deals, and yep. then they're getting healthier. With Peters is back out there. Corey Graham, their safety's back out. Uh, Lane, Lane Johnson, Johnson is banged up. Sprained knee, but 
he basically said, this is the Cowboys, and I'm playing. Yeah. I don't like those guys. Yeah. So uh, so both their tackles are dealing with something. Yeah, he's got an MCL, I think, so he yeah, practiced he got, he got in, in, Yeah, in the Jacksonville game, he got uh, he got rolled up on pretty good. You know, I mean, he was uh, they got a sack on the play, and he happened. Carson Wentz happened to fall right into the back of his legs, and then uh, Calais Campbell just drove him over the top of uh, of uh, Carson Wentz, and that affected the way they've had some trouble. They've had to move some guys around. This Stefan Wisniewski, uh, uh, Wisniewski, the uh, their their guard, he's he's been having to play. Uh, he played a little center. He's been a backup. Uh, Isaac Suomalo uh, is uh, you know a guy that they drafted in the third round from 2016. He's been the starter. At, uh, he's number 73. So they've had to move some guys around. When Johnson got hurt, guys were moving from guard to tackle and, and stuff like that. So uh, just kind of keep an eye on their situation. We talked about them a little bit earlier. And, Rob, I don't know, you're probably going to get into them as well. But we talked about this group as being kind of a heavy-footed group, with the exception of Lane Johnson. He's a really good athlete. That's the one thing he is. Former Kel- quarterback, yeah, right? Yeah, Kelsey's a good athlete, too. But the, everybody else is pretty much a heavy-footed type of a guy. And so you need to kind of try and take advantage of it. Don't rush down the middle of these cats. Kind of get them on the move a little bit. People who have had some success against them rushing the passer and affecting Carson Wentz have been able to play on the move a little bit better against these guys. Good now, info. Two more things, Mick. Jason uh, Kelsey didn't practice, but it's not injury. And Jason Mills looks like he may not make it for this game. Jalen Mills? Jalen Mills. I said, J- J- what did I say? Jason? What did I say with Jalen? What's wrong with Jalen Mills? He's got a foot injury. And he didn't practice, and what I read was that uh, he may miss this game. And Neither did Sidney Jones, their other corner. Yeah, their other corner. Um, so, and we know Ajayi's out. So, yeah, um, so yeah they're, um, it, it's Cowboys week up there. The, the hatred is uh, coming out left are, and right. Are you seeing hatred online? Or I'm what? seeing hatred uh, in the newspaper from radio uh, interviews and uh, how this is not a very classy organization that they have to play, and they're arrogant, and we hate their fans. And the players are saying this stuff, right? And are they? Like, well, go read it. It's it's amazing. I haven't, I haven't read of that. Go go okay. go read it. It's 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 amazing. Uh, you know Jenkins is starting his because he, he's got to get himself jacked up to play, and I bet he's disappointed that he doesn't get to play Dez, so they can have their pregame fight all the time. And uh, and I think he's got him next week though. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Good. They do. And then Saints uh, play the Saints and Eagles play next week. I saw one of their columnists in the Philadelphia Inquirer called it the Moribund Cowboys, and I was going. Hey, they're one game worse than just the Eagles, right? Hold now. that, hold that thought, because I've, I've got something for you. Maybe after this first break, we got some but, sports hate going on here. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, it's, it's, that, it's a funny that the media gets involved in it. What, what's wrong with a little rivalry? No, huh? it's fine. I think you it's know? good. Yeah, but I don't understand it. Like it doesn't happen from here, right? You know, after you get past the Redskins in, in the early 90s, you never hear Cowboy players say, God, I hate that school. I hate that team. I hate that city. Well, we touched on this a little bit last two weeks ago, Redskins week. Yeah. I mean, the the player turnover is so drastic now compared to back in the day where, every, you know, you had the same roster every year in the 80s, even some of the 90s. But that pertains to them, guys. And they, Kelsey was born in, I think he's 31 years old. So he was born in '87, all yeah. right. He was a draft. Yeah, he was drafted in 2011. So okay, yeah. He was talking about how you got to hate the Cowboys because of how they acted during the strike. And I'm going, were you born yet? Do, do you know what happened? 
I mean, is he talking about the strike in the in eighty seven? In eighty seven, yeah, because when the Cowboys crossed the picket line, yeah. like Randy White and all those guys, yeah, and he didn't know why. Yeah, he wasn't even born. Yeah, or he was, and he was still in diapers. But yeah. he heard the stories, and and it's like, golly, are the players just are they influenced by the fan base? Yeah, fan base hates the Dallas Cowboys. So who do the Cowboys hate? Huh? Who do the Cowboys hate? Go ask Chidabay Awuzie who he hates. I don't think players hate anybody. I don't think players hate each other. I think player. I think players. No, I mean, which team do they hate? Oh, well, I think there's a competition with the Eagles. I do think there's a competition with the Eagles. How many? How Clearly, many, the Eagles. Go in that locker room and start asking about guys and see see who they hate. No, I, no, you said I didn't. You said I know, but team. The team. I know, but the they team. Know, I bet they don't. They know numbers mostly. They probably don't even know names. I think. I think this particular team. This Cowboys team right now, eight games in, they're more focused on themselves and how they can play better and get out of this hole. Well, the Eagles should be the same way. Well, they won the Super Bowl though last yeah, year, so they yeah, got, they, they got yeah. rights. They huh? have they have bragging rights. Yeah, we, we can we can you can let them talk. Because they're four and four, and they lost to the Tennessee Titans too. By the way, so yeah. are, you, are you calling for the dub? No, right I'm now not. On a Thursday? No, are you? not at all. I'm just <laughs> You're saying headed that way. I'm just saying they're four and four. Well, that's the problem with this division. Yeah, that's why every you know that's why. And again, I said this yesterday. And I said it this morning on the radio on one hundred five three. I think I think I know Mickey's not mad. You know, I think fans out there are mad, and I think I'm mad too. Is because you know what? Maybe I like I say the expectations were not great, but now I see the division the way it is, and I'm mad that they that they're not better. That's where I'm. That's where I'm going here. Well, and you understand what I'm saying? And that's that's absolutely fair. And I'm you know, I mean, got... I think fans, I think fans' expectations initially weren't great. And now, you know, you see the division's a mess, and you're like thinking, you know, damn it, I wish we had a better team. Wish we were winning more games. It would be the same way if the division wasn't a mess. Think so? With the fans? Absolutely. The Cowboys are never supposed to lose. Yeah. I mean, you well, grew up here. You know that. Oh, I know that. But, okay. I mean, we, we didn't lose Nothing's for 20 changed. years. <laughs> Nothing's Not changed. Not a lot. Not a lot. I hear it every day when they give tours at this place. 20, sec- 20 consecutive winning seasons. The years I was watching the team. They, yeah. w- they, w- they went to the playoffs like 19 of 20 oh times. trust me i was there every year and then the first year i got here they didn't go to the playoffs maybe you're the problem it's like what the hell you guys told me they go to <laughs> maybe, the playoffs every year maybe it's mickey <laughs> maybe you're the reason yeah. i don't know let's take our first break by the way because along those lines i got some stats about the eagles and what they've been through the first eight games of the season 888-855-2297 is the number if you want to join the conversation we'll get to that and Des Bryant's next destination coming up on Talking Cowboys. <clears throat> Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... ...thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just... 
Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, renews monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 and less canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Dr. Pepper is the one you crave. But how do you explain that craving? Imagine being shipwrecked on a desert island, alone. Glass-like curls of surf pound the shore with Dr. Pepper-colored waves. Surrounded by desire, but you can't drink it because it's the ocean. The fish live in there. The only thing you want is Dr. Pepper, and you can't have it. Now that is a Dr. Pepper craving. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just... Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 and less canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content. Back to Talking Cowboys. Nestle the boys in Tommy John, the softest, most supportive underwear out there. They're featured pocket. Packed. Packed. Yep. What does that mean? They're feature packed. Finish the read. They're feature packed. They're <laughs> packed with great features. Oh, they're feature packed. Keep, keep going. All right. It's it's always a discussion. And feel in the amazing. Of it. And if you disagree, they're backed by the best pair you'll ever wear, or they're free, guaranteed. Why is it guaranteed twice? America's Plus. Best. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys for 20% off your first order. TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. I'm going to retire and write some of these things. With that sailboat just veering. The Nita, the Pina, the Santa Maria. Swaying that, yes. <laughs> We're just looking for land. We're just... What's... <laughs> Here, give me that. You're never reading that one again. They, Ever. They're, they're <laughs> feature packed. Feature packed means you're packed with care. They have amazing features. They're packed with great features. You know, antimicrobial fabrics. Whoa. All that. See, I need to be reading these. I really do. <laughs> you usually You're, do. Where's Bill Jones doing yeah, right? where's, where's Bill? Where's Bill? I'm getting rid of that one. Wow. Okay. Whoa, okay. They'll, break, they'll break the TVs over there. Easy yeah. easy with that. They are feature packed. Yeah. All right. Back to talking Cowboys. Does that mean it's a lot of features in them? I said that three times. Okay. And so did Brian. Yeah. There you go. Tommy John, buy it. It's awesome. It's They're a great good. underwear. They're for, packed with great features. Yes, for men and women. Yes. Welcome back. But I do like them. To talking Cowboys inside the SWBC Mortgage Studio. Cowboys back to practice on a Thursday. A more normal-paced practice, we would think, after a light practice on Wednesday. And you guys were talking about the Eagles at 4-4. Four and four. The Eagles. They are second in the NFC East behind, I believe, 5-3 and three Washington. But, as you point out, Mickey, it has not gone smoothly for the defending Super Bowl champs. No, it hasn't. Here's a quote from 
ESPN's Tim McManus, who covers the Eagles, he wrote this yesterday. If 2017 was like gliding on ice, the first half of this season was like trudging through mud. Ooh. And he points out that Philly topped 24 points offensively 12 times last year. So far, once this season. Now, they did get 24 against Jacksonville in a victory before their bye week a couple weeks ago. So maybe they're back on track. Maybe Carson Wentz needs some time to get back into form after the knee injury. Um, but I think, you know, I'm not dismissing the, the troubles this team has had here in Dallas. We, no. We've talked about them ad nauseum. As, that's our job. It hasn't been good for the most part. They're 3-5. and five. Uh, But if you go up to Philly and and hear the pulse of that team, that's a team that's that's shown some flaws. Now, they have a a tremendous uh, front defensively. That's probably the strength of their football team. Right. Uh, You could argue that's the strength of the Cowboys football team as well. In a lot of ways, these teams are are similar, uh, although the Eagles do have one more victory, both trying to find something to get going offensively. And by the way, Philly made a trade. At the deadline, they did for an accomplished wide receiver, Golden Tate. Same way Dallas did to try to get something going, try to get some juice going for their young quarterback. Yeah, that's the you know they they obviously feel like though that offensively their problems have been on that side of the ball. You know they are they're a team that uh, you know was kind of looking for that playmaker on the outside. I love Alshon Jeffrey though. I really really do. I I I, I he's a guy. I hate playing against him. I mean, I'm not playing, but you, you get what I'm saying. Big I, wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a guy. That it, it, he he goes and gets the football. He's a physical guy. He's he's going to push on you. He's a bully. I mean, he's a real bully in these games. And you know, they brought Jordan Matthews. Uh, Jordan Matthews back. You know, he's looks like he's had a second uh, a second uh, like a, caught a second wind with his career here with Philadelphia. And then they add Golden Tate. We've all know what Golden Tate is. So yeah, this is not going to be fun. This is going to be one of those games where you're playing against an offense that, you know, you said it. Carson Wentz has had problems. He's had problems, uh, you know, of, you know, being accurate with throws. I feel like Jacksonville got after him pretty good. Minnesota got after him. Carolina got after him. I mean, there's teams that have been able to get after him. Their struggles are a little bit like the Cowboys as well. You know, as far as with their offensive line, and they haven't been real consistent overall, as Mickey pointed out, running the football. But you know, adding Golden Tate, you know, here's another guy, and you throw it, and then you throw Zach Ertz out there as well. You know, they, they've got some guys that you're going to have to deal with this in the secondary. And what we saw the other day from the Cowboys against Tennessee, you know, can't make you feel great. Even though they've played well all year, maybe it was just a bad weekend for the boys at the office. But, you know, this is the things that scare me, that if they do get protection, and then all of a sudden now you're having to cover a bunch of weapons you know, on the outside, you know, they're very capable of, of putting up some points that way. I think Tate makes them more dangerous offensively than they were because, I mean, if you look at the numbers for what, they, what they're worth, Zach Ertz, their offense. Yeah. He's had 61 catches already. Right. 61. Uh, and and, and the, the rest of the wide receivers, Aguilar 41, Jeffrey 29. Yeah. And, and so, and, and, you know, and Matthews, but they picked you up, mentioned yeah, Matthews yeah. 10. Yeah. So Tate is going to add some juice to an offense that's very tight end dependent. It seems like they've got a, a group now that complements each other well. You got you mentioned Jeffrey on the outside. Ertz is you know they're underneath or you know uh, possession type receiver. Yeah. And now Tate is is such a run after catch guy. Uh, he's so dangerous that way. I'm trying to think. I wonder if the Cowboys have ever faced a wide receiver 
you know, his caliber three times in a regular season before. That's not really ideal. No, but no, it's, it's not. It's, it, it's reality. It is reality. I mean, you, know, you, you, you think about, though, too, you know, the numbers, too, Mickey, on the, on the Jordan Matthews, they picked him up halfway through the season, or it's, we're at halfway point, but he's only, he hasn't been with the club that long. I mean, he's actually had some productive some catches. Productive, uh, Nelson Aguilar. Didn't they get rid of him? Yeah, they did get rid of him, and they brought him back. And they, I could say Nelson Aguilar, has, I think he's the one guy that has to be probably the biggest disappointment. As you talk about a first-round pick, you know, the last year for the Super Bowl, you know, he did some, some decent things. But overall, I mean, that, that, that hasn't really worked out great for them. Uh, is that type of a player. But I just uh, – the thing that worry me, that bothers me is was, was, just, was this just a blip on the radar? Is that the right – I don't even know if I said that the no, right that's way. that's good. But the blip on the radar way the Cowboys secondary played last week. Or was it uh, – was it – or is this a a trend now that, okay, they, 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 they're, they're going to struggle. They're not – I, I, I hope it's just, just a bad game. I just hope it was because they're about to play some teams. We know this. Just look at the schedule. They're gonna, their secondary is going to have to be on the screws for them to have some success. If they can hold up in coverage, we've seen what happens. When they hold them in coverage, what happens? They get pressure, mm-hmm. you know, and they, and they get turnover. They get some fumble. They get, you know, get fumbles and stuff like that when they get pressure. So I'm just kind of – I'm just a little – I'm just thinking that – all right, hang in there, hang in there, hang in there, and, and hopefully it works out. But uh, I, I have, I'm starting to have a little bit of some doubts. I hope they prove me wrong uh, about, the, uh, about this game this week and as far as playing coverage. Golden Tate, by the way, in four career games against the Cowboys, he's caught 18 passes out of 19 targets. There's your stat, Mick. Yeah, oh, that's wonderful. For 236 yards, staff from ESPN. He's been good. I mean, I, I, don't, I forget what his stats were in the Detroit game a few weeks ago. None of their receivers missed a pass in that game. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, that was a game where Cheeto, uh, his coverage was was above average. It right. was good. Yeah. Uh, just some really con- good contested I, catches by Marvin Jones and those guys. I worry about the tight end here, and I think Dallas is going to treat him like a wide receiver. And when I mean treat him like a wide receiver, I don't see linebackers covering Zach Ertz. I, I, see, him, I see him being a guy that, that Xavier Woods – is going to be, you know, we, we've seen Xavier Woods play in coverage last year. I mean, he, I don't know how in the heck they, they thought about Xavier. Oh, let's play him in the slot, you know, let's just let him be the nickel corner. And they got away with it. You know, this is a different cat, though, but he, he's, Zach's not a guy that's like your traditional big bully tight end. And I talked about the bully in the, in the, for them, I told you, is Jeffrey. The, but Zach's more of a, like a smooth, route kind of guy kind of try and get you you know kind of get you with movement stuff he's not going to push off on you and stuff but he's a good contested ball catcher so even when you got him covered he has the ability to make some plays and that's what worries me in in this game I talk about all the receivers and stuff but you you have to you have to cover him you have to find a way to limit him I'm not saying you're not going to take this guy out of the game but you can't let him have you can't let him have seven or eight catches in this game so previously they put Byron Jones on him. Yeah, right. this is this is this is going to so be. I wonder, do you you would mess with your corners and say, okay, you got him? No, and I, Anthony Brown plays cornerback. No, I think this is Mickey. I I do believe they're gonna they're gonna ride this thing with uh, because we mentioned all the guys at wide receiver. Right. You know, you, you get you're gonna have to have you're, you're gonna have to have two corners. I mean, you're gonna have to have somebody to cover Jeffrey. You're gonna have to have somebody clearly cover Golden Tate. Matthews, uh, maybe you take your chances on him, but I, I kind of saw some positive things. 
I think this is you got to use all your corners for the receivers, and then Zach is going to have to be likely taken care of by Xavier Woods. You know, I don't know if you really want Jeff Heath playing a bunch of coverage in this game, but I guess I will take my chances from what I've seen from Xavier Woods last year playing as a slot corner. That's where I was going, Mick. Is essentially he's been a nickel corner for you before. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. And they did, and that's kind of how they they played a lot of that single safety high with the the safety down in right. this last game against Tennessee. Right. Um, the other thing they did against Tennessee is a lot of times when Tennessee went three wide, they stayed in their standard defense. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe they hit him at the line of scrimmage with a linebacker. Yeah. Uh, and then turn them loose to a, a safety. Uh, over the top, um, it'll, you know, it would be interesting, but they got to take care of them. You were talking about Tate, uh, Detroit, eight for th- one thirty-two and two touchdowns against the Cowboys. Yeah, he had that one play when they were playing dime. If you remember that, that Jordan Lewis went over the top of him and then he took off running on the on that play. You know, yes. the touchdown. It, it's a play that Jordan Lewis should have tackled for probably a twelve, fifteen yard gain, and then it turned into a. Big play. Fell down yeah. out of his yeah. break. He yeah. fell. Yeah. yeah. Fell. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, no question. He's, he's an outstanding wide receiver. Uh, Cowboys feel like they've got an outstanding wide receiver. Amari Cooper says he's more comfortable now, one game in offensively. The question I have for this Cowboys offense right now, and Zeke talked about it yesterday, he, and he pointed out what we did time and score and situation, circumstances affected the running game in the second half. They only got four possessions. Uh, they were in a bad down and distance a lot of times, not through any fault of the running game necessarily. Except for all the tackles for losses they well, there, had. There were a couple of those, but there were also sacks and penalties that put them way behind. Yeah, yeah. I know, but there drives. was like six tackles for losses. Well, there's where I'm going, though. Okay. How do you feel about the Cowboys running game right now based on what you saw for a half with Zeke last week? And Boy, I thought they were going to load that thing up and go. I really did. Yeah. I think the way I was started off. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. When I see when I see it, it, it turns into a six yard carry, a seven yard carry. A six, you know, when they're when they're not just banging their head at the line of scrimmage and getting one or two yards, and it looks like nobody's blocked. When I always felt like that, when Zeke got going early in a game, they were going to have success because they kind of figured out, okay, we can block these guys. And I've said this with this front here that you're about to deal with. I think it's going to have to come on the edges. I think it's going to have to it's going to have to come on uh, the the Cowboys' ability to block Michael Bennett and to block Brandon Graham and to block Chris Long when those guys are out there on the edge. You know, Chris Long is a guy that will gamble a little bit. He wants to rush the passer. He wants to get upfield. He's a little bit of a linear built, you know, thin built guy. I think you can try to bully him a little bit. Use the word bully a lot, but that's what you're going to have to do in this game to win. I think. I just think that it's going to have to come from, you know, especially with their their compromised to guard right now. I mean, they were going to be compromised to guard with Connor Williams in there, having to deal with the from a strength perspective. Yeah, but or, but yeah. but Haloti Nada doesn't move like like uh, Fletcher Cox. Fletcher Cox will play outside the tackle box. Haloti Nada is more of a stand in there and and kind of take things on guy. But I, I think that if you're if you're saying okay, we're going to try and get push on the inside, I just think that's a bad recipe. I, I watched Carolina. I watched Christian McCaffrey. I mean, everything was hitting on the edge. Every every really good run that Carolina had was on the edge. I think Dallas has to look at that plan and say, okay, if we could just trap everybody inside, you know, you know, it, 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 things that they've done. Cowboys can do. You got, you know, I, I would love to see. I would love to see them get back to running that crack toss. 
if you remember what we were talking about, you know, yep. the, get the ball in the, you know, just toss the ball to Zeke. It used to be Noah Brown or, or it used to be uh, Terrence Wood. Williams on yeah. the edge, yeah. sealing things. Yeah, yeah. 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 So get somebody. But, you know, if you could get, you get Tyron Smith, you know, around on the edge, you get the center out on a play. You know, now you're kind of talking about some good things. And, you know, I don't think that uh, Ronald Darby and if Jalen Mills plays, and matter of fact, I think it's a really good matchup if Jalen Mills, in fact, does play against uh, 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 Cooper. Because if you, I went back and watched the game last year where Mills played against the Raiders and, and Amari Cooper. And I tell you what, Amari Cooper had a couple of really big plays against them. I mean, he only had a couple, two catches, but they were all they were two big plays. I mean, he had a he had a sixty four yard touchdown mm-hmm. on a on a on a a double move on Jalen Mills. You know, I think that's the kind of stuff you have to do. But running the football to answer your question, Rob, I think it's going to have to come down to blocking. Michael Bennett and blocking Brandon Graham and blocking Chris Long when he's in there as well. And one reason I ask is because they, historically Philly doesn't let you run. Or, no, or, they don't. Or they try as, as their damnedest to keep you from doing it with right. consistency. Right, and and it, it happens to do with Michael. Uh, excuse me, Malcolm Jenkins too. Malcolm Jenkins playing down in the box. I mean, they try. They they you know they want him. He is a physical player down there. A lot like with you when they when you play the Giants, you have to deal with Landon Collins. The same kind of. Same kind of player. Maybe to the point of what the Redskins did with Swearinger. You know, they got to look at that game plan. Jim Swartz has to look at the game plan that what the, the Washington Redskins did because he's got similar, similar big inside players. You know, he's got to say, okay, if I can, if I could play the run this way, you know, maybe I could, maybe I could hold up in the secondary. But Amari Cooper makes it a little bit different for him now. See that you know that they Greg Minuski didn't have to deal with Amari Cooper. Right. Jim Swartz has to deal with Amari Cooper now. So. They've only faced um, 150 run attempts. Is that because people just give up? I think it is. I think a lot of it is. Because the average, I figured out the average run attempts in the league at this point is 213. Right. The average. They've only had 150. Yeah. But they're 25th against the pass. Mm-hmm. So is it easier to pass against them and people just give up on the run? Or do people just not run against them because they're too easy to pass against? I think the passing part of it comes into play here. I really, really do. I, I think there's, you know, I, 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 don't, I respect Mills and Darby. You know, I really do. But I think that there's, I think that, you know, the last couple of weeks I've said, hey, the way to beat teams, first down – Passer rating against Tennessee on first down last on uh, before the game last week was rating was 113. That was your pa- that was quarterbacks had a rating of 113 passing against Tennessee on first down. You know you need I mean I thought that that might have been the way to travel in that game. Well, maybe that's why they passed more on first down than they ran in the game. Yeah. Then yeah, I just I, I just I don't know if they were successful. But. Yeah, that's the problem. You, you, if you're gonna if you're gonna do it, if you're gonna play the trends, you got to be successful playing the trends. You know, you got to make people like pay for it. If they're if they're if they're bad, if they're bad in the secondary, you got to make them pay for that for being bad. But I just, I, you know, I I think that I don't think that they could give up on the run. I just don't. But I I think that they're going to have to think about it on the edge. I keep saying that because the, when you watch the tape, that's where people have had success, and I'm surprised more people haven't tried to do it. I'm, I forgot to send that stat to Boog too. McFarland. Yeah. What was this? What stat? That. They ran. They threw the ball more on first down than they ran it mm, mm. because he was ch- chomping at the bit about they got to quit running so much on first down. They got to throw it. Well, that's what I think fans. I think fans get upset 
with this team when they, they feel that. When they feel like they get in 12 and 13 personnel and run on first down. And that was a staple of this offense for a long time. And they, they it, get and it sec- has been for recent years. Second and four, second and five, you know, those are good down and distances to be in. Right? Yep. So there was, there was a sequence in one of Garrett's press conferences, I can't remember, and it was about um, throwing the ball more on first down. And then the next question was, why didn't Zeke touch the ball as much? Yeah. And it's like, help me. Yeah. You need 80 plays to be able to do both, right? Well, yeah, I, I, mean, I hear you. But I mean, if you, if you, you want him to throw more, but then you want to know why Zeke didn't touch the ball more. I'm not comparing anything to 2016. That's in the past. But I will say, a lot of times back then, they would run on first and second down yeah, and was, just get you into third and one. Yeah. Third and two, and hell, they might run on third down too. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then give Zeke a break for a series because yeah. that's how effective they were controlling the line of scrimmage. They were. It was a lot different way of playing football. If they could be good at one thing for this game, what would you want them to be good at offensively? If they could be, if you could say, "Geez, I just wish they could be good at this one thing." Well, I, I that's why I asked about the running game. I think they've got to be able to to establish that a little bit and not get Dak in the second and eight and third and seven and all that kind of stuff. They, they, Look, it comes down to the offensive line. If they're going to have a good running game, the offensive line has to play well. If they're going to throw the ball, the offensive line has to play well. And if they don't, then you're going to be there with 17 points and trying to kick a field goal uh, with five seconds left to tie the game. That's if your defense can hold on. If they can hold on. Yeah. Yeah. If you can withstand all the things that they can do. I mean, if you're saying they they got to do a good job running the ball, it's not just Zeke. No. Right? Well, that's a massive. Which is no, kind it, of it, funny because when you not. don't throw the ball well, it's just the quarterback. But when you don't run the ball well, it's not just Zeke. You know, it's a, there's another reason why. Do you think there's something wrong with Zeke? Does he look as quick um, and nimble? I, I think and, he. And you know, and, did you see the screen pass? Yeah, I think um, yeah, that was a good play, uh, obviously, and he's done that this season. I think he's was dealing with some stuff before the. I'm talking bye. about. But let me excuse me, can I follow up, Mickey? Can I, running the ball. On the on the on the outside. I mean, I want him to run the ball. I want him to run the ball on the edge. But have we seen have we seen the breakaway runs that we've seen from him in the past? I think he had some knee and and foot stuff that he was dealing with before the bye that affected him that way. Yes, I do. Early. I, yeah. What do you think? Yeah, early. But I, I didn't notice it in this this last game. I thought he was running well until they couldn't run until they started tackling him behind the line of scrimmage. You seen a difference? No, I was just asking because I, I I don't I haven't seen the he's usually great at getting those ten twelve yard runs you know when he's really when he's humming along there you yeah. know it's it's six it's seven it's eight it's ten it's twelve you know he's usually kind of you know that you get that miss make the first guy miss and then it's you know he extends the run you know, a little bit I I don't know I'm just I don't I'm just questioning if I see the burst anymore. That's what I'm questioning and I and if 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 knee and ankle are robbing him of that. Then, then that's then I, I I'll accept that. You 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 you've been pointing out how not having Travis Frederick in there doesn't cut off the linebacker. Yeah. Well, okay, you can burst for five or six yards, but at some point, if no one's blocking the linebacker, you, you you're you're toast, right? So this whole problem then with this team, the whole the three and five record is not really. It's to be pointed at the offensive line. Well, I, I'm just saying. You know, well, I'm, I'm asking no, you. No, nothing ever falls I'm, on Zeke's feet. It's yeah. always the, the the run game. Well, the pass game falls on the quarterback's feet, but it doesn't. You know, nothing else affects it, and that, that's what's 
Look, they're, they are not – look at the toss sweeps he had in this last game. He had a hard time getting to the line of scrimmage. I yeah. thought he did a heck of a job getting four yards yeah. on some of those because there was no hole. There was nothing. Um, but then get him out in space on the screen pass and look at him go. Got some good blocks out there too. Yeah. yeah. He had two guys out there blocking. It makes a difference. So, you know, and, and I agree with you, and I've been saying it. They run better to the outside than they do up the middle. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Travis Frederick's not there. Looney's playing great, right? Great for Joe Looney, but not great as Travis Frederick. Yeah. Always good to get your best player going any way you can. Let's take our final break, our second break. We come back. I tease Des Bryant, and we're going to get to Des Bryant going to the New Orleans Saints. Nice to tease Des. Next on Talking Cowboys. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel anytime. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. It's time for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. The OtterBox that builds those crazy protective phone cases? Yup. And now they're changing the side dish game with the OtterBox Trooper Soft Cooler. Lightweight, mobile, and leak-proof. Trooper is perfect for blitzing a crowded parking lot with a Frito pie. Amazing. Hey, you think I could fit my seven-layer salmon salad into the Trooper cooler? Yep, but please don't. And that's been Tailgating with the Otterbox Boys. Learn more about the Trooper soft coolers at otterbox.com. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. Back to talking Cowboys. Read it. No, you read. What to use, what the pros use. Jack Black is the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Get your Jack Black Playmaker for JB Faves, plus a full-size lip balm for just $10 with free shipping at getjackblack.com. Use code COWBOYS. I just don't think a lot of the players... He didn't like the Cowboy players. Jason Kelsey, the quote on yes. Morning Football just now, yeah. you're a distractible player. You're no, I'm, TV I'm, right I'm, now. I, I observe things. Hmm. I notice things. Hmm. Nothing gets by me. <laughs> okay. 
Except that first read. Yeah. I'll never worry about that. Hey, by the way, Big 12 Championship returns to AT&T Stadium on December 1st. Be there when the top two football teams in the Big 12 Conference face off to become the conference champion. Bill's not here, so I'm not going to mention any specific teams. We'll just see the top two teams there when it's time. You know, it's funny, yeah. And it might be the top two teams playing back-to-back weekends. That's wonder if they're both going to rest their starters to get ready for the championship game. That would be interesting. Get, get your <laughs> tickets now at SeatGeek.com, the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. Do you think both teams will have it sewed up so the last one doesn't matter? Don't really want to lose any game, though, right? If you there's still got a shot at the top yeah, four. There's some tough games left for, uh, for West Virginia. They haven't exactly proved uh, to be you – know, they could be a little bit up and down. I, lo- I love what Holgerson did, though, going for two. Did you see? Uh, yes. I just they caught, they don't caught him on think camera. a lot of players Here really like the franchise, the organization, and what it stands for. What do the Cowboys stand for? I think that he hates the fact that I think he hates the fact that this organization has had success for a long time. They haven't had a great, great deal of Super Bowl success in the last twenty-five years. But uh, he's from Texas too. He look, wasn't. A, he wasn't a Cowboy fan. He, he said, "Yeah." Maybe they think they deserve more attention because they're the champs right now. You well, know, whatever, whatever, it's on Sunday night football. Whatever, yeah, Cowboys are playing, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, they have gotten their due, but the Cowboys are always in the news. I don't, I don't, I don't agree about the part he said to bandwagon fans, though. No, I don't either. I, I don't There's, either because, uh, trust me, you know, and I worked at Philadelphia for a year. I saw Cowboy fans up there. I never admitted I was from Dallas because you thought somebody would, you know, do something evil to you. But I, I, I would, you know, I, I appreciate, I, I tell you what, when I, you know, I don't go on the road anymore. You guys know that. I, but the one thing that I was always proud of was seeing fans show up at the hotel and show up at the games. That, that part of it, that part of it I appreciate. It's not easy to go to a game at Philadelphia and be a Cowboys fan. So just don't dress right. It's not. It's you not better, easy. Uh, it's not, it's not a jersey on. Yeah, it's not easy to go to, to, go to Washington or go to New York or go to any of these places. You know, you, you, you really, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough thing to deal with. And, you know, I've always admired the fans that have gone and, tra- and travel and live in those places, you know, and still have their fandom, even though it's been a, you know, it's been few and far between when you talk about, you know, playoff success and, and Super Bowls. That's where I was going. I mean, they're, they, they're patient and they're still hoping for that. And <clears throat> well, uh, but they, but you know, we, they, they, they have their moments too. I, I mean, absolutely. I, I'm going <laughs> to, you know, I'm, we're, I'm, this, I, you know, I just think that, Sometimes we're not realistic, you know. That's that's the thing that I that that you know, and I, I include myself in not being really realistic at times as well. Whatever players need to say within reason to pump themselves up for a game, I I don't. It doesn't bother me. I just think it's I mean, it's it's humorous. Yeah, it makes for headlines, right? Yeah, it's probably gonna get some ratings. I'm sure NBC's loving it. Absolutely. All right. Uh, are you loving Des Bryant to the Saints? Yeah, good for him. Think it's a good fit? I think it's a, a great fit since if you look at their numbers at the receiving core uh, with Ted Ginn Jr. on IR, Michael Thomas leads the team with 70 catches. The next wide receiver, the next highest total of catches by a wide receiver is 12. And then it's nine. Yeah. So they've been relying. You know, they are where they are because of Michael Thomas and, oh, by the way, some guy named Kamara. Yeah. He's their second receiver. He's in a lot their of ways. second receiver. Yeah. He's their lead runner. You just name it, he does it for them. But they didn't have a second guy to throw the ball to. Yeah. 
So I'm sure Sean looked at it and go, well, how's this going to hurt? You know, I can do something with Dez. I bet he can catch five passes in a game. This is going to be his Marcus Colston. This is going to be, remember Marcus Colston played, big body guy, couldn't really run all that well. Seventh round draft pick? Yeah. I mean, just a bit, but, but a guy that was a nightmare to have to deal with, especially in the middle of the field. Had a really good career there. Yeah. yeah. He's going he's gonna to be a guy, Dez is going to play in the slot, you know, and he's going to run routes up in the middle of the field. He's not going to have to do anything on the outside. He's just going to be able to, to, to work the middle of the field. And that's where Dez is really good. Dez is good when he can, when he can, you know, turn, face the quarterback, you know, let the ball get to him and, him and go get it. You know, and that's what Marcus Colston did. Marcus Colston was a first down machine. When it came, you know, Drew Brees would, you know, Drew Brees drop back, look over the top of that rush and fit the ball right over the, the top of the linebackers right in front of the safeties. And Marcus Colston take the ball, run him another five yards and get tackled right there. That's what, that's what Des Bryant's going to do for this team. He's oh. going to be a Marcus Colston player and he's going to wear out the middle of the field. I promise you that's what he's going to do. Well, he may need a GPS. What does that mean? So he knows where he's going. Hmm. Well, it's not that hard to run to the middle of the field. Well, you I mean, remember you, the you, interception last year when he ran to the middle field, turned around, Dak threw him the ball, and just as Dak threw the ball, he took off, and it ended up getting tipped for an interception? Yeah. This I is, mean, he's got to learn to do it. He will. I, I, I have, you know what, this to me, this is a good fit. You, you guys mentioned it. I didn't know all the numbers. I didn't know the next best guy had 12 catches. But I promise you Dak Press, uh, excuse me, uh, uh, Des Bryant will get three, four, five catches a game. I, I think he will. I think they'll figure out ways to use him. You Just know? get the ball in his hands and yeah. let him run. Yeah. Because no one wants to tackle him if, no. if he indeed is in shape and ready to go. Said he wanted to lose about five more pounds. That's what they're talking about. him. Need, you know, but at, that the workout was really good from what I heard. Crawford said he was in great shape. He'd seen him two weeks ago. Yeah. Yep. And, and at that, the Drake concert. The Drake concert. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, the guys here were happy for him. They were. I don't know if the DBs are happy. They're going to have to cover him now. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, you're excited for him, but you got to play him in three weeks. Yeah, and, you have uh, bigger problems than that. I, I, that's I why mean, I saved this to the last segment. you got to focus on the Eagles right now. You better, stop, you better stop Kamara. He's the one thing that really makes that thing go. His ability to run, the catch, you know, out of the backfield. That's hard to deal with with a back that's that special. How, how, how long did he last in the draft? Third round. Third round. You watch him play at Tennessee. I did. Yeah, he's it's incredible. Like, oh my god. Yeah. I mean, he now he, he the, the 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 maybe Alvin Kamara's best trade at Tennessee was his ability to finish runs. He was a physical, physical player. And then what they like to do though is they threw him on those Texas routes where they, you know you, you angle out and come back to the middle and you just kind of dump it to him. Tennessee, you know, they they had the quarterback that's now at uh, Pittsburgh, and I'm uh, for the life of me. I mean, he's escaping. He's a kid that has got the. He's NASA educated. He's a. Uh, he's he's the backup at Pittsburgh Steelers right now, but anyway, um, he would just throw him the little. You know, throw him those underneath routes and stuff like that, and it was incredible. I mean, he'd make the catch, or you hand him the ball inside. You know, on the on the option plays, and he would just he was just finishing runs. What do you think people didn't like about him? His short. Because he's small, yeah, he's short. That's that's the people were kind of thinking that he was a short. And Tennessee offensively though wasn't wasn't the most dynamic dynamic offense to watch play. They they struggled. They really. But God, I wish I could think. I see that kid's face. Not Kelly, right? No, Kent. Are, are you the there Steelers? with me? 
Yeah, Steelers backup quarterback. They, they have um, Mason Rudolph and Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs. Dobbs. Josh Dobbs from Tennessee. Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, folks. Yeah. He's going to be like an astronaut. Yeah, or something, he's, he's or a NASA, aerospace yeah, engineer. Yeah, or something. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I played a game, a couple games without a helmet, and I can't remember things like I once did. Elvin Harper said that last night. That's right. Yeah. We, he was at. We talked to him at the combine. Yeah, yeah. he's a yeah. He's a short guy, really sharp but kid. He's but yeah, exactly. Um, by the way, Saints Cameron Meredith, wide receiver, is going on IR according to ESPN. So they they had a spot. Yeah. Uh, for Des, Do you th- well, he was there. He was the third guy with catches. Yeah. Saquon Bar, not Saquon Barkley. Uh, oh, what was the guy's name? It was Troy. This uh, we're doing great radio mind. right now. Never mind. You think Des was waiting? For- for this exact opportunity, or to play with a Drew Brees, I mean, it, I think Des was. I think Des is a very prideful guy, and I think Des wanted to be in great shape. And you know, maybe he's you know he started working. We started seeing the videos and stuff of him working with uh, speed coaches and working on his routes, his footwork and stuff like that. I think Des was very conscious of that. I think he wanted to make sure that that okay, you know, that I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to be productive and. Yeah, I, I think, and, and you know, talking about, you know, talking about with uh, Sean Payton a little bit last uh, night, well, two nights ago, you know, he was very happy. I mean, he's happy about having the opportunity. He was waiting for the right opportunity as well. You know, he, he you know, that's the great thing. You could be seven and one and still trying to add players. You know, still try to add players. You know, so I think that's, you know, I think that's a credit if you're, you know, you're rolling along and you're not afraid and. Mickey's talking about the numbers, and you got guys going on IR. Why not? They brought in, you know, Brandon Marshall to work. Brandon Marshall's been with the team all year. I think it says something about Des Bryant, but it also says about Sean Payton wanting this to work. Eli Apple, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. keep he gave away a first round pick in this year's draft to go get to move up to get a defense to get Davenport the defensive end, right? You know, I mean, that's what you got to do if you're a good team. You got to keep keep making moves, even if you're a bad team. Keep making moves. So what Just the Cowboys are doing here, yeah, Philly yeah. with the Jai last yeah, year, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You got to keep making moves. You just can't sit there and let people pass you by. Well, we'll find out uh, which bye week move paid off most for the Cowboys or Eagles yeah. on Sunday. That's it, Mick. Any parting thoughts? Now I'm not going to let you do that. We got to go. I was trying to remember that receiver's name. It's kill me, Traquan Trey. Quan Smith, maybe? Yes, from uh, cent- uh, from Central Florida. He was a rookie, right? Right, yeah. That was the guy. Okay, yeah. there you go. We got that out of the way. Thanks to Kent and William for producing. Thanks to Brian and Mickey, as and always. I wasn't hit in the head. Yeah. yeah, but you're throwing stuff. Stop throwing stuff in studio. We'll have Bill Jones back tomorrow to give our final predictions for Cowboys-Eagles. See you guys tomorrow. Thanks for joining us. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about